Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Episode 100 is behind us. We are now in the triple digis. I like to see what kind of digis you roll in them and dice. Let's see what happens. That felt kind of forced. Matt, are you you have been shoehorning me into starting the episode and you're complaining that it felt forced <laughs> when you forced me? How dare you? It's all getting cut. No one will believe you. Mm. A single digi for me. It's a six. I got a seven. I got a ten. Fourteen. <laughs> That's so funny. I thought for sure I was going to have to do it. All right, Chowder. Nice and quick, what happened previously? Previously on Dice Populi. It, it's mostly talking with Serafina. She's like, oh, no, nothing can be done. And we're like, no, it can be done. We've been doing some crazy ass shit. And Serafina's like, wait, you've did some crazy ass shit? Well, damn. Okay, well, look, there's this dude who's like, keep keeping the time stream in check. We learned that like, when the Mage Lords, you know, tried to like, split Asmagath into three pieces and also like created like three timelines like that are just all existing in the same place like well there's specifically something separating the timelines which you learned is the tear there you go the tear is like being upheld by this one dude and like this dude is a dragon and we are all like well let's talk to this dragon maybe we can get him to work with us try to get the timeline situation all settled if we talk to this dude that way we could like stop the mage lords once and for all because you also learned that the the weird time bombings time shifting that was happening in Narnial after you thought you solved everything is in fact the mage lords attempting to do it all over again so while seraphina was content to sit on her ass you guys very much understand it's only a matter of time before they succeed unless you do something about it and the last thing she said was what is your wish and that is where we're going to pick up the four of you standing on the roof of Feldrum Tower. The human-sized apparition of Serafina gestures her arms open. Though she is too afraid to confront the Mage Lords herself, she is willing to lend you a modicum of her power in the form of wishes, which she already grants to some of the uh, patrons of her faith here on Feldrum. And so you stand, Maeve, Locke, Jetta, Kaltz, Bottle Brew, all in a semicircle facing her as she extends this favor to you before you embark on your final journey. What do you wish? Uh, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> do, do, do we get uh, one singular wish shared between all of us, or do we each get an individual's maybe slightly smaller wish? You may each make a wish that I will grant to the fullest of my capabilities. And uh, this is not going to be like a monkey's paw situation. We ask for, like, say I were to ask for, like, the riches of the world, and they all come, like, shambling down on top of me and kill me instantly. I'll be the richest dead man. How many sort of murderous thing. monkeys have you encountered? Well, I don't know about murderous monkeys, but we did meet a genie once. The, a there was also the really big birds. Remember that? Yeah, we also, uh, I believe we got an egg that allowed for a wish. Something like that. It was a turtle egg. They're like turtles. The oh, a, a pearl of the dragon turtle. My goodness, that is that is a powerful artifact. I hope it, I hope it was well spent, that, uh, considering you do not, not have it with uh, you. Uh, our friend just <laughs> decided that he didn't want to adventure with us anymore, so it was kind of a waste, because it's the same effect as if he was dead. It, 
it does concern me that that you feel it your responsibility to protect the world around you, yet you consider people that don't want to hang out with you as good as dead. What I mean, for the context of this story, like a little ground, my friend's not here, he might as well be dead, to me. Mm, you're kind of a I'm the main character of every story kind of person? People are just imaginary objects to keep me company. <laughs> Bottle Brew looks sideways at you. So fucking and I'm hard just like, right now. I'm like, so, I'm, I'm like picking at my fingers as I say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry must be a lovely imaginary friend. Uh, we'll debate the uh, validity of sulfism later. But wishes, wishes. We can wish for just about anything. I, I got an idea. I, th- I think this I mean, wish will please, benefit everyone. Please bear in mind that my power has been diminished since the splitting of my father. I think this will be within your power, all right? Look, I want us to have an airship. Like, ter- turn the Liberty into an airship or maybe just give us a new airship. Whatever it is, let's have an airship. That way we can fly and we don't have to deal with, like, the annoyance of, like, getting from place to place. She furrows her brow and says, an air... An airship? You mean a boat that floats on the clouds rather than than atop the sea? Yeah. Hmm. I've never encountered such a device before. I don't know that I would know where to begin. Do you know how to construct such a contraption? I can more. I can certainly provide and assemble. No. Hmm. And she's like, she's really thinking hard about this, but like, in the same way that you're like, Maeve couldn't just create a Tide Pod. She studied the plants and understood it and that led her to do it. Seraphina's asking kind of a similar hurdle be crossed here. The, I mean, this is just her initial reaction, but that's what she's conveying. I see. Mm. Yeah, uh, don't, go, don't got anything like that. Hey, you guys know anyone who could d- design an airship? That'd be great. Locke, you do recall Ivo Lishi, the designer for the Black Tide that did design the Tide Pod, but they're probably the only person you know of with engineering prowess and haven't been seen since your first encounter at the Black Tide Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that gnome who designed the Tide Pod, but I don't know where he is now. Well, I, I guess far be it for me to say uh, that you can't do it, but I, I'm afraid you don't need my help. You already have the tools. You just need to know how to use them. Oh, okay. So I see these wishes are just like... Uh, <coughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I see these wishes are more like things that you just want to do. Good, good. Okay, let me think about uh, no, it. A no, wish no, that you ra- rather, like. no. Li- listen, I, mm-hmm. I have the capacity to assemble materials for you, but one, I do not know what I would be assembling necessarily. It is a new concept to me that would take some study. Uh, and, but wait, and, wait, 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 sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt a god, but like you're a god, right? You're like magic. You, I, I, like I'm gonna, you know, there's magical flight. Just make the ship fly. Just just will it to be so, right? That's how a being a god works, correct? You have a very fanciful notion of what it is to be in power. If you can name an all-powerful god, I would be, I would be quite surprised, but I suppose a, a, a protracted period of flight upon a ship could be done, but it would need to be an appropriate vessel. I'm afraid the, the ramshackle... Uh, a boat that you have scraping up against my shores may not sustain it, but, um, as I said, you already have the tools. And she looks at Maeve. All right, all right, all right, all right. You heard the god, Jetta. Your your wish was dumb, all right? So you gotta choose a different wish. 
I don't think that's what she's saying at all. Yeah, I would kind of prefer, if anyone is going to try to interpret for me, could it be not him? Uh, well, it sounds to me like if we could just find Ivolishi. Well, it sounds to me what Serafina is saying is that Maeve's magic boat that can turn into any boat could turn into my hypothetical airship. Uh, we would have to just have Ivolishi make make the blueprints for an airship or as someone of engineering prowess. She nods and she's like, thank you, someone who is listening. You see, that is that small trinket you have there is, is uh, one of my old designs. It is nice to see it come back, but uh, given that you have attuned to it, as I said, you already have the tools. The wish for all intents and purposes was granted years before you arrived. Uh, you would simply need the knowledge. A spellcaster like yourself would understand the nuance of such things. She says scoldingly at Cult. All right, well, you're the one saying no to wishes. That's all I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have something that might be a little more um, attainable in the moment. She nods. Um, a lot of my problems have, uh, have come from me not being able to control my magic sometimes. I mean, that's... That's kind of why this all happened. And she kind of indicates at uh, or gestures towards like the tower where mm. the rift was, um, you know, where the, I assume the townspeople are picking up after what happened. Yeah. If I, I wish that I had a way to, to control my, the, the, the magic a little bit better, you know? She looks at you and smiles and she says, I believe this is something with which I can assist. And the world around you falls away as she sucks you back into the white void. And the white void seems a little more pearlescent as colors sort of shift around you. Uh, you don't feel any sort of alarm necessarily. Obviously, you've done this before, but she has basically just engaged you in her version of a one-on-one -on -one conversation. You hail from the same lineage as myself. The powers in the world that I am able to harness to fairly naturally are at your disposal as well. But frankly, you are underdeveloped. You are young, you're a child, and as such, it would normally take time to come into uh, your own powers and be aware that for someone born rather than created, or in my case, rendered, you would perhaps need to place quite a bit of practice and study and skill into executing control over these powers if you were left to your own devices. I can help you achieve this goal quite a bit more quickly. However, the effects may prove taxing. After all, a child coming into her powers is perhaps not the greatest physical vessel for these powers. You will be tapping into great forces those that command the flow of time itself that you've only been able to access with the assistance of conduits, such as the crystal in your hand. Does any of this ring true to you? No, it it makes sense. I, <laughs> But, you know, if, if there's a... It'd be hard to practice, like, getting better at magic if there isn't really a world to practice it in, you know? I see your point. While the domain of time was, in fact, that of my sister's control and my father before us, I believe you have proven an adeptness to it. To fully discipline yourself would require, as I said, lots of time and skill. Would you be amenable to perhaps jumping ahead a bit? 
Um, you mean like getting older? She nods. Uh, oh, jeez. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, Rick. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to do it. Do you honestly think it'll help save the world? I think it will help save you, <laughs> and you could go on to do great things. Ugh. Okay. Um. I guess let's let's see what happens. So, in gameplay terms, Matt, in terms of level or spell level, where are you looking to land? I would be happy at fourteen. Real quick over the table, I took the plane shift spell. Ooh. The white void glows brighter and feels suddenly quite full. And the powers that seem to surge through you in moments of emotional distress no longer feel quite like a rushing river, but more like a gentle tide, washing up and washing away. Predictable. In a pod. Oh. It, <laughs> it, 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 it is flowing. The forces are still tapping into, but you know perhaps a little better how to ride them. The benefit of practice flows within you as the entire void falls away and you return to the tower. When you turn your head left and right to look at the people next to you, instead of seeing the belts and waistbands and elbows of people next to you, you instead see their shoulders as you are several inches taller and perhaps a few years older. Teenage Mave, what do you do? Um, hey guys, ah. What the uh, <laughs> fuck? It, it'd, be, it'd be like if, if Maeve just has like the deepest baritone voice all of a sudden. Hey guys, what's up? Hey everybody. Hey you guys. Look at my great big birdie. Oh dear heavens, she's grown. What part? Serafina, what part of that wish involved her hitting puberty? It's, it's okay. I, I, I think it's okay. I mean, it would have happened anyways, right? I would really like to know Locke's reaction to this. Why do you want to know my reaction to this? Well, one, you've been particularly silent over the last few episodes, so I'm curious. But two, you have, uh, well, Bottle Brew has, like, sort of been, I guess, doing some child rearing in the last few episodes. You have been more or less a protector in a way that Cult has been a friend and Jeddah has sort of been, like, a compatriot. You have been a father figure. And after several episodes of silence, you see your de facto daughter shoot up several years. I am very curious. If I were a listener, I'd be screaming at my phone. What is Locke thinking? I feel like Locke would be startled, but it's a a literal god is granting a wish. Some crazy stuff's going to happen out of there. If Maeve looks scared at all, I guess he would try to comfort her, but... Yeah, Maeve, how is this... How is this hitting you? Suddenly feeling a little uh, a little out of your own skin. Uh, wow, so th- that's what your shoulders look like. Okay. I guess she's just going to kind of like walk around and try to find uh, just someplace to look at her reflection, I guess. Uh, could you roll a dexterity saving throw? Are you going to make her like walk as if she's a newly born giraffe? I mean, kind of. Her legs are much longer than they used to be. And everything else is much longer. Hey, yo! Oh, God. That's a six. I set uh, uh, a higher DC than that, Matt. So you say uh, that's what your shoulders look like. And you go to step over to look for a reflective surface and immediately trip over your own feet, falling on the ground in front of Locke and Jetta directly to your left. Uh, face planting with the least amount of grace you have ever exhibited. <laughs> That's debatable, but... <laughs> you don't take any damage, but it is 
It is. If this were high school, it would it would be the worst day of your life. I'm uh, gonna pick her up as she like falls over and try to get her settled. Mr. Locke, do do you think I did the the right thing? I don't think that anybody could know that right now. I time will tell, but it's it's not worth worrying about that right now. Uh, okay. I mean, I uh, guess technically your lifespan is a little bit shorter, but like not by much. Like it's like a fraction of a fraction, really. Maeve, you are now level fourteen, and you are about age fourteen. How old was she previously? Ten or eleven? Yeah, eleven. Yeah, That's something not like that. Crazy. So yeah, she's she shot up a couple of years. Um, she's not like thirteen going on thirty. Perhaps it would have been more dramatic, but anyway, uh, Seraphina turns her attention to the others. I'll look around, and if nobody's getting ready to say anything, I will. Uh, so I remember this guy. I used to sail with back before I came to this place. He was a pirate through and through and had some really crazy powers that I've always been really jealous of. And I was wondering if you could maybe give me those powers too. Specifically, he was able to teleport at will. For you, Colin, this is uh, a trait. It's a, it's a legendary action where this... Uh, race has the ability to magically teleport every turn as like a bonus action to any space that's within 30 feet of it that it can see. So basically Misty Step. Yeah, but for free. As you can tell, uh, (laughs) astral locomotion is not necessarily a limit of mine, but I am curious. You are about to try to persuade the likes of a god greater than myself to adjust the state of the world. How will a parlor trick assist you in such a venture you owe me no answer but i merely would like to know as she begins to swirl uh, visible energies around her hands it's more that i already feel like i am strong enough but i am not fast enough ah so you specced into strength instead of dexterity i see Um, (laughs) i do have several legendary items that give me 30 total strength so also, like, we do got a plan for after we convince the entity, so, you know. I suppose making sure that you survive on your journey is as noble a cause as any. And she breathes a deep exhale as the power washes over you. Given its limited scope, there is not uh, an additional effect. You simply feel the additional dexterity uh, within your body. Although you have had these abilities before, similar to Maeve, there is a greater sense of understanding of the powers flowing through you. And your wish has been granted. Hell yeah. The sun is setting soon. You must depart. I've been trying to find people uh, since I've got here. And heck, even Ivolishi has perhaps been added to the list. So we, we still have that map that like shows like the Badlands and like it's like chanted and like shows stuff on that map, right? Or so you do not have that map yourself. You have a line to Zula Ragnar who has that map. You have a detailed map on the Liberty that has a similar amount of visual information in a static state, but the enchanted seeing where mage lords are, uh, that is something that Zula is relaying information to you from. So Zula Ragnar has this map that like shows where mage lords are. And I want a map that's like uh, a step above that where it's like, if you have a person in mind or a thing in mind, you're familiar w- enough with it, you just go, show me how to find such and such, and then it'll mark the place where that thing is on the map. I think that'd be very useful. 
she thinks sort of silently to herself how to accomplish this. She has expressed that she has great range of sight, so it's reasonable to assume this is within the domain of her powers. And she reaches her left hand out towards the eastern shores of Feldrum. And after a few seconds, like Thor's hammer, uh, the map from the Liberty comes floating up the side of the tower and into her hands. And she imbues it, similar to Locke, with a series of swirling energies as she casts into it an unknown incantation and hands it to you. There have been many individuals in this world that have the power to scry, and I have done my best to imbue this into the parchment that I'm handing you now. It may exact a material toll for its operation, but I think a trickster like you could manage a scrape of silver or gold every now and again. Okay, okay. I like this. I have whole cloth out of my brain come up with the map of scrying, uh, much like the actual scrying uh, spell itself. While it does require a level of familiarity, though scrying specifically says you can see and hear a particular creature that you choose that is on the same plane of existence as you. That wording is going to be very important. Uh, and I'm going to say that to use it, every time you want to identify something, you do need to uh, satisfy the material components, which it, it specifies gold, crystal ball, silver mirror. A focus worth at least a thousand gold points. Yes, I don't, it does not need to be that high. I'm going to say you need to sacrifice likely uh, at this point, I think anything in the realm of like 10 gold every time you want to add something to the map or something of equal value that is gotcha. a precious metal or crystal. Sometimes I forget how broke we really are. Uh, you guys haven't had to keep track of money in a while, but you did have hundreds of gold pieces before you joined forces with the Liberty. So operation of this, at this point, it's just taxes coming out of your account. This is not a huge cost for you. Um, so Jetta, you have, a, you have acquired the map of scrying. Uh, she turns her attention to Kalt. Ahem, everybody else has made their wishes. I have come up with mine. I wish to make Jerry into a real boy. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be surprised. Hey, I need to say, this is my above table comment. Fucking called this shit the second I said it last episode. Absolutely <laughs> knew this was coming. I'm a real boy! Make him a real boy, an avatar of your will and your power on this world, and together we will bring darkness and death. And friendship, I hope. And merriment and, and friendship, you know, would be cool. If you could carry on a conversation, I make up both halves and it's a little dry. Cult. She is going to stare at you with sort of a quiet intensity. Uh, you know that the history of this is a little personally murky. Your first instance of touching higher powers came from an attempt to cast resurrection on your own mother, and that spell attempt failed, granting you some insights, but also scarring you for life. I think the implications of this are going to strike her pretty hard, and she's going to ask you, as these thoughts are brought back up to the surface in your mind, she asks, when you say a real boy, keep in mind this was a person who died? Are you looking to return them to their original state, or...? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. I want Jerry as he is now, but with like a brain. Could talk and communicate and do stuff. I mean, he's a good boy, and he does as he's told, but he's a trash conversational companion, and he is dull. And also he leeches uh, spell slots off of me, so, you know, I'd like him to stop mooching spell slots. 
Yeah, that also. I would I would like him to not do that anymore, and if you could do something about... There, I, you know, I have a hard nose, but even my nose is abused by his stench. I try to hide it. I perfume him. I stuff bananas in his coat often to hide the smell. <laughs> it only doesn't seem to make it any better. <laughs> Seraphina's eyes glance again eastward toward where the Liberty is offshore and, uh, you know, where Jerry is right now. Just Jerry running her- into a wall over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the Liberty, uh, Dennis is like, has a very long stick and is trying to like push him through the doorway like a Roomba that can't quite figure out where to go. Necromancy is a dark side of the powers that fuel the gods and their patrons. Even the mage lords are very wary of these particular powers. Do you truly believe that bestowing a fresh consciousness into this body is in the best interest of the person that would come from it or of yourself? You are surrounded by people that, by their own admission moments ago, love you dearly. Serafina, you're, you're not going to talk him out of this. Uh, okay, uh, wish giver. I gave, I, I gave my wish. Give Jerry a brain. Make him still follow my direction. Uh, I'll, I'll get specific. Do you, would you like me to write it out on paper? Will, will that be better if I could just list out all the things I want? You know, this is why we didn't introduce you to the other gods. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, no, no. This god said that she was going to give wishes, and it seems like she's tried to talk us out of every single wish that we've gotten, and I want my wish. I want Jerry to be a real boy. I have already said that I am afraid of what lies ahead of you, and if you are going to charge ahead, I am simply worried that you may not be exercising the amount of judgment and selectiveness and care that you may need to accomplish your goals. Uh, I was- She snaps her left finger with like a spiteful crack. Your wish is granted. And I hope you make good use of and it. And you said it. Uh, no, 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 wait, no, 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 no. You said at the beginning of this there was no monkey paw wishes, so I don't expect anything bad to happen. And if it does, it's on you, not me. There is no monkey's paw. There is no other shoe waiting to drop from the actions I have taken. Your wish has been granted. I simply question whether the person that would make this wish in the face of what you face is equipped to accomplish your goals. Oh, fine. You know, wh- what would you have done if you had wishes then? What would you have wished for? Would you have wished for more wishes? I thought about that, but I thought it would break the rule. She takes a moment and she says, I would wish for the courage of my father, because then perhaps I would have left this tower a long time ago, and there wouldn't be five brave people stepping into the shadows ahead of me. Well, you don't have to worry about that, because we have bravery out the ass, and Cult is going to turn around and start walking away. Cult, you turn around and you go to leave the tower. Heel toe 180, and as you're walking toward the door, you're sort of stopped by Theron Fordell, who's just kind of been standing there listening for the last, like, episode, and is totally fucking gobsmacked at every bit of exchange that has happened over the last two hours of Dice Populi. Oh, hi. We haven't met. I'm not interested in it. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Um, oh, right. <laughs> I'm going to continue to walk down the stairs, pushing past her. Bottomfruit <laughs> takes his hat off and holds it in front of his, in front of him, like, somberly. He's like, uh, I guess we did not really consider, uh, fully consider the company. Sort of lost track of that, didn't we? And she's just, like, eyes wide, staring at all of you, soaking this in. Jerry just came to life. Uh, Locke got magic powers. Maeve is, like, five inches taller. And she's just like, 
What the? What in the world is going? This she could be doing this the whole time. What is happening? Who are you people? If you have to ask, you can't afford it. We're the friendship. Aha! Cue the heavy bass line. Yeah. Well, she knows who you yeah, are, so mate. Your wishes have been granted. Cult has left, <laughs> and <laughs> you, you forgot that uh, Theron Fuadel was standing there the entire time. I'm going to say that Gemma and, and Tamara are not, for the sake of continuity, that they have gone downstairs uh, and are, are sort of mending their friendship. But yeah, uh, Bottle Brew, Locke, Maeve, Jetta, and Theron are all standing atop the tower with Serafina. Uh, and Serafina begins to diminish slightly, uh, her apparition fading and shrinking simultaneously. Wait, wait, wait. Bottlebrew, you didn't get a wish. Oh, I suppose that's a good point. Um, <clears throat> he wishes for a smaller ass, you hear echoing from the staircase. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making Colin talk to himself, Matt. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you seem like you're uh, quite tired. You didn't worry about a... And, and she, she sort of stops her shift as she says I am certainly in need of rest but what can I grant you? I I came to the Badlands in the hopes of turning the Liberty into a sanctuary, a place that people could could, could look to for support in the face of, of Major Lord interference and I, I, I'm afraid all I've done is create a shanty town on the sea. Could you perhaps give it a bit of the uh, the old tender love and care that a skilled a skilled crew could give at a, at a well-stocked dock. Back on the mainlands, we saw the finest ship to be raised in mere weeks, and I haven't been able to accomplish that in years. You, you want, you want Serafina to fuck the ship? <laughs> Je Le Jenna, I, I confess, I do not know you quite as well as some of the others in this crew, but the mouth on you astonishes me more often than not. I don't know, you, you're the one talking about tender love and care to the ship. Yeah, no, it does look like kind of a wreck. Um, bring your ship to uh, the Southern Feldrum docks. The people here are generous and skilled, and I will ensure that together you have the resources to outfit the Liberty to suit the road that lies ahead. And Bottlebrew nods with like a big smile and a tear in his eye and says, thank you, before Serafina uh, begins to disapparate once again. On her way out of the material plane, she says... This is going to be a great trial. I am sorry I cannot offer you more, but I am thankful that the world has people like you in it to at least try and change things for the better. Best of luck. Uh, the sun set not that long ago. Half the horizon lit by the tear, the other by the dark pink of sunlight pouring through the cloudless sky. All of you remaining on the top of the tower stand in the quiet breeze. The cracks formed from uh, Gemma's tyranny are still all over the tower, and this is likely gonna need more attention than the Liberty, but I guess that's not what you're here for. But you do have a mission. What do you do? I think we need to go see a dragon. I mean, we'll probably have to wait for like uh, Balbrew's wish to come true, because sounds to me like the way Serafina did that was like... Yeah, it was a little bit vague, wasn't it? Like, it sounds to me like Serafina, what Serafina did was give all the craftsmen and ship 
bookmakers the tools and materials needed. I would hope payment needed to make. I mean, she she was she was pretty tired. Perhaps this is just like sort of a God's work in a mysterious way sort of thing. Anyways, and Bottle Brew heads towards the stairs to uh, to descend the tower. I suppose we should make our way to the docks. Uh, do you follow Bottle Brew down the tower? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bottle Brew, unless you guys dictate otherwise, is going to just lead you guys down the tower, through the town, and towards uh, the southern docks of the island. It'd be quite a bit of a walk. It took him a while to get here on horse, uh, tiny horse, that is. Uh, and and he's essentially leading you back to the Liberty. That is your destination. Uh, my feet are killing me. We've done nothing but walk all day. Uh, hold on, actually, and, and Bottle Brew does like the two finger and the mouse whistle that I definitely can't do. Uh, nothing happens at first. Uh, I thought I had formed a bit of a bond with that horse. Why don't we ask around uh, and see whether anybody has a, a horse that we can find? And you stay here. Bottle Brew uh, walks off to go find you guys uh, some horses. Maeve is impatient, and she wants to go back to the boat. Maeve, you start walking towards the boat. Locke and Jetta, move it or lose it. Where's Colt? He would he would have been ahead. He's he's going to the boat. He wants to find the Jer Bear. Uh, I, I, hold up. We have to talk about what we're going to do. We can't just fly by the seat of our pants on this one. Well, if we got a flying boat, we could have. Well, right. Is that what we need to do? Do we need to start tracking down Ivolishi? Do we need to start looking into other means of transportation if if that's really what we want to do? But I think we need to go actually find out like the root of the the tear and all of that yeah i mean we're gonna have to talk and negotiate with this dragon right i mean what if he found something you know like a little sweeten the deal kind of gift so that you know when we have to like negotiate it's like yeah you know what i like the cut of your jib kind of thing you know uh you know yeah. like bring bring, bring in a cake with you to a housewarming party <laughs> okay do dragons eat cake <laughs> they they have to, right? Like, everybody eats cake. I, I, I mean, a sufficiently large enough cake would probably do. I mean, Locke, you're a dragonborn. You're you're descended from dragons of old, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I, I eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, is there a cake vendor? Cake? <laughs> cake? 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 <laughs> that, that, yeah. If you merge the timelines, all the grain brothers become the cake man. No. <laughs> but something tells me that cake is not going to be good enough to persuade him or them, I guess. Um, at this point, I'd say that you guys are sort of gaining on cult a little bit, and Bottle Brew sees that you are not waiting for him, and he starts, oh, wait, where are you going? And he starts sprinting up behind you, so everybody is now within earshot of each other as you're discussing uh, giving cake to a god. So I see I see Bottle Brew? Uh, yeah, sort of coming up behind you, maybe 50 feet away, just hustling. It's like, ah, she couldn't fix the ass, that outside of her power. <laughs> I <laughs> gotcha, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bottle Brew, maybe you would actually be able to help with this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you need help with? <laughs> we're trying to come up with a plan for how to get this dragon to be a little more forthcoming with information. Do you happen to have any possessions that might be of interest to a dragon? I mean, I mean dragons are... Dragons are kind of just like they're big people. Big people with wings, basically. They got they got personalities. And I, I've not the <laughs> I've not the pleasure of knowing knowing any of them myself, except perhaps folks like you, Mister Locke. But um, uh, I imagine 
It'd be a matter of knowing where to find this particular dragon of balance. Getting to know why they do what they do. Perhaps the fact that they are single-handedly preventing Mage Lord tyranny is a tip in the right direction, but that's just an assumption from someone who's used to negotiating atop the seas. I wonder if he would be interested in a lifetime supply of Gabagool. Well... Um, I imagine that. And as Bottlebrew begins, Locke, please roll insight. Cheddars, we have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a nine total. Uh, you say Gabagool, and Bottlebrew begins to sort of like mumble on about his own intuition for, for how to maybe guess out these things, suss it out. You know, you know, he he's a seaman. He knows how to do things. And, uh, but, but you kind of stop paying attention to him almost immediately. Because when you make the quip about Gabagool, your mind immediately goes back to the Black Tide. And uh, I suppose with a higher insight check, I might have volunteered more information, but I'm actually going to ask you to see Pat if you can do a little digging. You recall some conversations with Tony Lyons fairly recently. It's been about a week or so since you last saw him, you know, since you guys parted at the Black Tide hideout. And he, he, was, he was talking about uh, uh, other people within the Black Tide not respecting his authority. And, and your train of thought just tires spinning in the mud here. Do you, Pat, remember anything about this particular conversation with Tony? I do not. You're onto a connection here, and Bottle Brew just keeps mm. blathering, just like, I, I mean, you, you have to assume the size of a dragon, larger stomach, lifetime supply, uh, could mean something totally different, considering their lifespan. You multiply it even further. Are there even that many pigs on the planet? Like, uh, who even knows? Any of y'all remember what, what Tony Lyons was talking about the last time we saw him? I, I feel like it was very pertinent to this here situation. If any of you do remember, feel free to say it. If you'd like to roll history, let me know. I'd like to roll history. I mean, he was talking about, like, he was, like, rallying, rallying, like, people from the West, right? Something like that? Or, like, people people weren't recognizing the authority that he had over the Black Tide? Um, Thanks to what Maeve is saying, Jetta, please roll history with advantage. You're welcome. Unnatural 20. Maeve is, is sort of saying something about not respecting the authority, and the term Ghost Riders pops into your head, Jetta. Something about ghost riders. I don't I don't really remember. Between the two of you, Jetta and Locke, you both recall Tony Lyons saying that in your absence, a sect of Black Tide members hanging on to some old secret traditions within the Black Tide called themselves the Ghost Riders and split up on the southwestern side of the Badlands. Uh, yeah, I, I vocalized us if we got it. I would like everybody here to roll insight. That is another nine. Natural nine. Natural 20. Oh, that's a 10. It's a dirty 10. As you're all sort of like spitballing the idea here, Locke's like, ah, something about Gabagool, something about Tony Lyons. Maeve's like, ah, something in the West. Jetta says, uh, Ghost Riders, that's something, right? Maeve, all this stuff coalesces in your brain, and you have an overlap that you can clearly visualize, especially with Jetta's map sort of like swaying in front of you. The southwest of the Badlands is just below Farpoint, where Serafina said the dragon, Lee, god of balance, resides. And I think that it's fair to say you can intimate a connection between the Ghost Riders and this particular entity. Um, I think we need to go back to Farpoint. Farpoint.
Are you guys comfortable with that as an ending, or do we want some reacts? I, I think that's good. Oh, 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 o